Praise the Lord and welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad you found us online whenever it is you found us, whether it's on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page live or later or the YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316. We are here every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. Uh, and presently we are endeavoring to walk through the great truths of First Peter, the, the great words of life and liberty that our Lord gave uh, Peter to write for us. And uh, I get excited about the Word of God because it is words of life. It is words of liberty, words of direction, encouragement. And uh, the Bible is the greatest commodity that we have on the face of the earth. Without the Bible... Men can only live in ignorance and darkness. And, uh, but with the word of God, light comes, liberty comes, salvation that brings all the things that we need through the precious shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, uh, today we are in 1 Peter chapter 1. So grab your Bibles, your paper, your pencil, get ready to uh, just to hear the word of the Lord. And I believe the Lord is going to impart the truth of his word today in the hearts of those who have hearing ears. Uh, that, that, that new and hidden inner man, th this thing out here, he's not really interested. The, the new and hidden inner man, uh, that eternal new creation created in righteousness and true holiness at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ through his death, he's interested and he wants to walk in truth and he wants to hear the truth and, and today... We're going to see that happen, amen. But before we get started today, I want to uh, remind you on our website, uh, thecrosswaychurch.com. I actually went yesterday and uploaded the new little nine-page booklet entitled Moment by Moment. It's, it's uh, on the website. Just click on the blog icon over to the far right and it will come up, that little nine-page booklet that I'm sending out with all the orders that come in uh, of the commentaries and the books and the, the CDs, whatever, that anybody is ordering off our website. I'm adding one of those little booklets to it as well. But you can go to the website, click on the blog icon, and there it's for your pleasure to read right there. It's a very important article. I ministered uh, the word uh, pertaining to that last Sunday morning, uh, you know, talking about the dangers of that blanket statement. Of course, I believe in the cross, but our lives are miserable and our, there's no joy and there's no victory. But, but of course, we believe in the cross. It's because moment by moment, we have to be depending upon what Jesus there did. It is that radical, my friends. And, and that little article that I wrote, little nine-page booklet, pamphlet, whatever you want to call it, is there to help you along, and I believe it will, if you have a heart that desires to live for and to please your God. Uh, so one more thing before we dig in this morning. And uh, only a couple of months away is... Uh, the Determined Camp Meeting, which will be in Palestine, Texas this year, October the 6th through the 9th, there at Christ Community Church, Pastors Clint and Lindsey Bass. Uh, I'm telling you, this, this is that camp meeting uh, that's like what we experienced years ago when we'd go to camp meeting and people would be excited about meeting people that were in cross-preaching churches. Where's your cross-preaching church at? We're, God's brought us back to our first love. And, and uh, you know, there's, we, we're learning to like these phrases, cross-preachers and cross-preaching churches. And a lot of people don't like that, but God loves it. And I'm thankful to be a part of it. Everybody's in their own group. I, I'm glad to be in the cross preaching, that old Apostle Paul group. But anyway, this year's Determined Camp Meeting will be there in Palestine, Texas. And it is growing each and every year. And uh, we have people that come from uh, really all over our country. 
And I'm thankful for that, for that same spirit, that same mind, that same like precious faith as we come together and, and all gather together around that great focus of the sacrifice of Christ. There is absolutely nothing like it in all of the world or all of the church. There is nothing like it. It is what, it is what the church is supposed to be doing every Sunday Every Wednesday, every time they get together, they're supposed to be gathering together to be found striving together for the faith of the gospel. And how can they be doing that if they're not hearing the gospel? And I'm just so thankful to know that today. I'm so thankful to be a part of that. So make plans again, October the 6th through the 9th, there in Palestine, Texas, if you want more details, just send Pastor Clint or Pastor Lindsay a message there uh, on Facebook or Messenger or if, uh, get a hold of me and I'll help you find what you need. But uh, those of you who may be flying in, and, uh, well, you'll need to know which airports to, to go to and all that good stuff. So we'll help you all we can. We had a wonderful first determined youth camp this year. And, uh, and it was over near Palestine as well at a great retreat center about 15 miles out in the country. And, and I'm telling you, this is a move of God. It is a move of God. It's, if, the, if the cross of Christ is the focus, it is a move of God. And it, it is not a fad. It is not a phase. Please don't allow the message of the cross to be a little fire in your heart for a season. It is the only place the fire of God can come through to fill our hearts. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else. Not Pentecost, no, nothing else. The, where righteousness and peace kissed. Psalms 85.10 Where righteousness and peace kissed. That was at Calvary. That word kissed means a kindled fire, a fire kindled. That's the only place the fire of God comes through is our faith in where righteousness and peace kissed, where that fire of God, our God, who is a consuming fire, flows into our heart as that fire and keeps our hearts ablaze with who he is and what he did at Calvary, my friend. That You've got to stay. You've got to stay in that place where your faith is sold out to, to, the, to the redemption plan of God, the cross of Christ, and there you'll find that fire that you had when you were first born again. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1. Glad you're with us today, and I do hope you get your Bible. The Lord is going to put uh, some truth in our hearts today as he opens our eyes to the one and only way through which he speaks, works, and promotes, and, and strengthens, and, and imparts peace and joy. And he does all that he does through faith in the sacrifice. All God's works are done in truth, Psalms 33, 4. 1 Peter chapter 1, if you'll remember last week in part 9, and this is part 10, by the way, on this 12th day of August, 2022, we talked about last week in verse 13, where it says there, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace of that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I'm not going back in the depths of that teaching. You'll need to go back and listen to that if you've forgotten or if you didn't hear it at all because it will help you when we step into verse 14 today. Without verse 13, you're not going to step into verse 14 at all. And you've got to understand these things when you're studying the Word of God. You've got to know where you've been, where you are, and where you're walking now. Because everything the Holy Spirit gives us, none of it goes by the wayside to make room for new stuff. It all just keeps getting added into our heart to, to guide us into all truth. Uh, yes, it does come truth by truth, but we don't get rid of truth for more truth, the Lord just keeps guiding us into 
all truth, adding truth to our hearts. We need all truth. So we need to understand that when we're studying the Word of God. And in verse 13 really says, prepare your minds for action. Be sober. And we talked about that last week, that the only way the child of God can be sober is if they are thinking according to that measure of faith God dealt them at the born-again experience, Romans 12 and 13. If you Listen, you may need to take notes if you've never heard these things and look at them after the session at some uh, you know, time where you can. Look at these things again. The only children of God who are, who are living as sober saints... It's not talking about non-alcohol. This is talking about sober-minded where you're not thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to because you're thinking according to the measure of faith God dealt you. That's what Romans 12 and 3 tells us that measure of faith does, but it's got to be exercised. If we're going to remain sober, if we're going to hope to the end for the grace that there's more grace, hallelujah, that's coming. I said there's more grace that's coming at the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. When he comes for us, that's a grace all by itself. And oh, so beautiful and wonderful is it going to be for the wise virgins, the bride who has made herself ready by maintaining that garment, keeping it undefiled. We're not talking about that. The, we, there never not a, there's never sin. We're talking about there's never an object of faith other than the cross of Christ. We do find ourselves in many moments not living by this measure of faith that we were dealt. And anything not of faith is, that's right, sin. But we always, uh, and, and the more we mature, we learn to be good soldiers where we're constantly looking to Calvary. Every single day, we will need to find that rest for our soul that we need. It's not a one-time get it and then you just experience it the rest of your life. If that were the case, we wouldn't even need to be told these things that are written in the new covenant such as what we're reading here. We wouldn't even need to be told that. We'd just all be happy tiptoeing through the tulips of holiness and it'd just be a given and automatic, but it's not. We're told these things to be sober and to hope for the, the end, for, to the end for the grace that is going to be brought to us at the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he, sa he goes on to say here, now watch this in verse 14, as obedient children. Now, now again, the Lord sees it very needful to tell his children constantly that they need, we need to be being obedient. And one of the things that has happened in the cross-preaching arena is many times is people uh, have stepped into the, the reality of the truth that it is Christ's obedience, humble obedience unto death that has opened the door for our salvation. His humility, His obedience is ours if our faith is in His death. And But the mistake is, and it is a, a grave mistake, a very dangerous mistake just to sit idly by and not be found walking and living as obedient children of God, just claiming that Christ's obedience is all I need. While that is a factual statement, the truth is I need his obedience to be found working in me as obedience in me and me, look, not fashioning, not conforming myself to the former lust of our ignorance, which is easy to do. It's easy to go back into the lust of our former ignorance when we didn't know better. And that word lust there, it means forbidden desires. 
the forbidden things, the fleshly lustful, the, the, the fleshly affections, the, the, the sinful things of the world. Remember, here's a very convicting Bible verse. Anything not of faith is sin. That one Bible verse there alone lets us know there's still sin in our lives because everything we say and everything we do is not by faith, is not through faith. Can I get a witness? Anything not of faith is sin. And I promise you, my friend, every word you speak is not from a heart that's trusting in the sacrifice, but we're learning to live. We are striving for the faith of the gospel. Philippians 1.27, I hope that the people of God, at least who follow these cross preachers, these cross preaching ministries are learning that to be found striving for the faith of the gospel is the only avenue of finding yourself carrying out a life that is becoming the gospel which is what the Bible says our lives should be becoming not some uh, like a preacher, like a denomination with all its fads but our lives are to be becoming the very gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can that happen if we're not striving for the faith of the gospel? And how can that happen if we're not hearing the preaching of the faith of the gospel? Well, it can't because it doesn't just happen by itself. Oh, I hope you got that. It doesn't just happen by itself. Uh, the message of the cross came in like a fire some 25, 26, 27 years ago, however long it's been, through Brother Swaggart's ministry in Baton Rouge. And that fire needs to be, man, that fire needs to be more hot. That fire needs to be seven times hotter today after all these years. We need to be teaching and preaching Romans 6, 7, and 8 more than we ever have. The flesh will always say, okay, they've got it. Okay, we've got it. Let me assure you, we don't have it. They don't have it. 99% of the church had never heard it. The other biggest, the part of the biggest portion of those who have heard it don't get it or don't want it. But that don't determine whether we're going to quit preaching it or not. We're going to preach this till that grace comes. Look at this in verse uh, 13. We're going to be sober in hope to the end <laughs> for the grace that is to be brought unto us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This message is going all the way to the finish line with these cross preachers, these cross preaching churches. I know a lot, again, a lot of people don't like these terminology, but that's what Paul was. That's what Paul planted, cross preaching churches. Hallelujah. That's why at the end of Paul's life, he would write to Timothy and say, Timothy, you know all those in Asia have turned away from me. I'm not interested in your exegetical and hermeneutical terminologies of all that. I know what that means. I've experienced it for 17 years. People don't want to hear the, the message of the cross all the time. But you, listen, listen very carefully. What people want to hear or don't want to hear has absolutely nothing with what God is going to say to them or not say to them. He's going to send his messengers of righteousness, his messengers, clouds that do carry the rain, the latter rain, his messengers that proclaim the ministry of reconciliation to the lost so they can be saved and to wake a dead church up so they can come back in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They're not going to change their message because the people aren't given to, 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 to hear it anymore or they're leaving and, and the numbers are thinning out. The message remains the same as we build the ark as in Noah's day and only few got to get on the ark. It's going to be the same way when the Lord Jesus Christ comes. There's not going to be near as many that go that people think are going. Those who were wise virgins, the bride who is making herself ready. Hallelujah. That 
don't mean we've saved ourselves. That means we're guarding that which God has given us. We're exercising that which God has given us. What is that? That measure of faith. That measure of faith that allows us to stay sober and to hope to the end instead of throwing in the towel and, 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 and getting involved in all the worldly things. Listen now, verse 14. As obedient children, not fashioning, not conforming ourselves according to the former lusts, those things that were forbidden, Forbidden desires, that's what a lust is. Something that in God's eyes is forbidden for God's people and our flesh lusts after it. And, and, and he says not to, not to be found fashioning ourselves according to the former forbidden lust, desires, that was there in our ignorance when we didn't know any better. See, the problem is now we know better and it's no longer just ignorance. Now it's willfully ignoring this way. Willfully ignoring the truth of God's word. Willfully choosing to go a different way. Willfully choosing to build a golden calf, although I know the blood brought me out. I, willfully choosing to ignore that, if you just... Like in Jesus when he's on the cross and religious Israel says, well, he saved others, but he can't save himself. Come down off that cross, then we'll believe. It's like today. Stop preaching the cross and then we'll start listening to y'all. We not Listen, I don't care who listens. We're going to keep preaching the cross whether the Lord builds an army to hear it or whether we've just got two or three to keep hearing it. Hallelujah. There was just eight that made it out on that ark glory to God there's again there's not going to be that many people that make it when the rapture takes place because they, I promise you there's more unwise foolish virgins than there are wise virgins and we're not talking about elevating people we're talking about those who are preparing their minds for action those who are sober, who are they? Those who are still exercising that measure of faith that they were given in the beginning and it's bringing forth the fruit of what? The fruit that we are God's obedient children. We're not talking about perfection here. We're not talking about sinless perfection here. We are talking about not fashioning, not conforming ourselves according to the former lusts of our ignorance, uh, it doesn't mean that we don't get ignorant every once in a while. It, it doesn't mean that we don't get ignorant more times than we want to admit, but it does mean that we know where to run to and we're learning to run there moment by moment, uh, moment by moment, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. We're learning to run there moment by moment so that we don't find ourselves being, look at fashioning, conformed again according to the ways of the world. Let's look at uh, Romans chapter 12 today and see if we can find this witness, this word of witness here in other places. Watch this now. Romans chapter 12, we all know this. Verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God that you present your body... Present your bodies a living sacrifice. It's the same thing Peter said. Not fashioning ourselves according to the former lust that we were found in in ignorance, but as obedient children. Watch, it's the same thing. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, and that's written in Peter 2. We'll see it in a moment. Acceptable unto God. There is no other avenue outside the presentation of, of our bodies, our lives, as a living sacrifice. There is nothing else acceptable to God among men except the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that loved us and gave himself for us. And when our faith is actually in the death of Jesus, when our 
hearts are touching that blood. Our hearts are still believing under that righteousness day after day, moment by moment. Hallelujah. Because the, uh, oh my goodness, then God sees that which pleases him. God, it's impossible to please God without faith. It's impossible to please God without the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Uh, hallelujah to the Lamb, which is our reasonable service. And only if we're found walking in that can verse 2, can we be found properly walking in the right part of verse 2. Watch. And be not conformed. Same thing Peter's right. Be not fashioned to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now here the Apostle Paul talks about the renewing of your mind. Remember what Peter wrote. Let's go back. What Peter wrote was, Wherefore gird up the loins of your mind. Now that means... As we talked about last week, the word loins means hips. Well, the, the, the new hidden inner man, he's got a mind and he's and he's got he's he walks, the new man walks, and 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 and, and he is the one who holds the mind of Christ, the new hidden inner man, the new creation that we are in Christ Jesus, created in righteousness and true holiness, Ephesians 4.24. He has the mind of Christ. This we do, this new and hidden inner man, hallelujah, that's being renewed day by day. Glory be to God. But but the, the word loins means hips, but, but a mind, the hips are here, the mind is here. Well, the, the Holy Spirit wants us to see that the mind has movement. Everything happens through the mind. The, the leg don't just decide to move and it moves. The mind has to tell the leg to move. Everything happens through the mind. That's why it's an important topic in the Word of God, to renew your mind, to gird up the loins, to, to prepare for the movement. See, that's what hips do. They move us. Prepare your minds for movement. But if we see here in 1 Peter 1, prepare your minds for movement in soberness. In soberness. Do you get that? So we're also told by Paul in Romans 12 where we were to not be conformed to this world but be, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind which is the only avenue of proving which means experiencing the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God which is what? What is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God over all things? It's for you and me to be found being made conformable unto the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, Philippians 3.10. That is our avenue of being conformed to the image of God's Son. That is what we're beholding. If, As in a mirror, the glory of the Lord changed into that image that God saw as we behold that in a mirror and he is allowed by his spirit to take us from glory to glory as we behold that image that we're being changed into. Hallelujah, glory to God. I'm glad, hallelujah, that the truth of God's word is coming forth. Oh, in these last days, making it ever so simple to understand. Let me say something to us today that I believe uh, the Lord wants us to hear. And that is this. There's God's view of Calvary. There's God's view of what he did in his son on Calvary's cross. And then there's our view. And I believe he wants us to have daily more of his vision, more of his view of what the cross of his only begotten son really means to him. 
I believe the more that we have the vision of God and what he saw when he looked at Calvary, what he still sees as he is ever mindful of his covenant, Psalms 111 verse 5. He is ever mindful. That's what God's mind is on, his covenant, because that through the, his covenant is what causes him to reject those who are rejecting that covenant, which is the cross of Christ, whether you're lost or saved. He, it's pride unless the cross, we're, we're living in pride unless the object of our faith is the death of Jesus. And it's also what because he's ever mindful of his covenant among men, that he, it's also what allows him to do all he's able to do in and through the lives of his people because of what they're doing with the covenant which Jesus said was in his blood. There is no participation in the new covenant whatsoever unless our hearts are touching the sacrifice of Christ. The church has made a fatal mistake in thinking that things are just going to happen, that God is just going to do what he wants to do or, or, or he's going to do it anyway without us. That is an absolute lie. He cannot be pleased without faith found in the heart of men. Why? Because he cannot be involved where there is no faith. Faith Biblical faith is a move of God. Faith, biblical, scriptural faith, <clears throat> the Bible says in Galatians 5, 22 and 23 that faith is the fruit of the Spirit of God. That means true biblical faith is a move of God. And God ain't moving outside faith in that sacrifice. If we live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. And the church in Sardis were told by Jesus through the apostle John that they were dead. And the apostle Paul, and that's in Revelation chapter 3, and the apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 7 that he was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, sin, the sin nature revived and he died. Listen very carefully. It takes and conscious, hear me very carefully today, it takes a conscious faith in the sacrifice. It takes an identifiable faith, the heart surrendered to the cross, the heart touching the blood so the Spirit of God can touch the heart. Hallelujah. Oh, we can't move away from the sacrifice. We can't go out and make everything about Pentecost. Everything, praise God for Pentecost and all it brings to the body of Christ. But we're not being made conformable unto Pentecost. We're being made conformable unto the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glow, we're, our lives aren't becoming Pentecost. Our lives are becoming the gospel. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. What a great truth this is. God is raising up, an, raising up an army. God is raising up an army. It is not most of what thinks the army is. All this geographically planted, apostolic, prophetic, this and that. God is raising up an army just like he raised up the captain of this army on the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He raised up the captain of the army over all things on the cross. And at the cross, our Jesus. At the cross, on the cross, our Jesus began his reign. Right there through that humble act of death, glory be to God. He took the power of death away from the devil. He triumphed over all principalities and powers, making an open show of them, triumphing over them, never raising one physical finger, never retaliating in the flesh in some carnal avenue. When threatened, he didn't threaten. When reviled, he didn't revile back. He simply, Peter wrote about it, he simply trusted in the one who judges righteously. Is that what you're doing today, my friend? Are you getting all caught up and carried off in all this political mumbo-jumbo? 
<laughs> oh, I've seen, I've seen so many Christians. Oh, they got caught up with the whirlwind of all that's going on in our nation. Oh, the political and all this and all that. And all they really do for the most part is show what their trust and what their hope is really in. And I've seen so many get moved away from, from the faith. I've seen so many and still watch some who are struggling now. Struggling now. But it's only... It, what, what, what God's waiting for is just a collapse at the cross, a collapse at Calvary, surrendering all, making the truth of the cross everything to them because there we find ourselves separated from the world and all it's trying to do from us and us from it. Hallelujah. Only through the cross. Watch this now. As obedient children, not fashioning, not conforming ourselves according to the former lusts that were there in our ignorance. But we're having to be told not to go this way and how it works, how we're found not going this way, which is to gird up the loins of our mind and to be sober. And these other scriptures we've brought in, such as Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, are rightly divided with this word to help us understand that it's going to, you're going to have to keep your faith in the cross. And I'm not talking about some overall blanket statement that you've had or I've had. Well, of course I believe in the cross. Well, the devil believes in the cross to a certain degree because it was what Jesus did at Calvary and the devil knows it that took his power of death away from him. But he... Listen, my friend, it, we don't need a blanket statement. We need, just as the born-again experience reveals, how we walk in Him. The Bible says, and we've, we've thought it's been glorious and beautiful, and it is, but it is much more so now. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. As you have received the Lord Jesus Christ... Walk ye in him. The same way you received him is the only way you can walk in him. And if your faith is not being exercised in his death, then you are not walking in him and your mind is not functioning in its sober state. And you are not living by the grace of God. Any Christian who's not trusting in the sacrifice of Christ. I'm not talking about, yes, yes, I believe in the cross, man. Come on. We've heard that. We've done that. We're talking about moment by moment in this experience. I know you believe in the cross that it happened. But my friend, what about it is happening in your life today? Because... 2,000 years ago, the Son of God, the Lord of glory that came from heaven, came to lay his life down, not just to save us from our sins, but to cause us to live as an expression of who he is as obedient children. Come on now, somebody. Come on now, somebody. It is his obedience. By, by the disobedience of one man, Romans 5 tells us, all have become disobedient, all have died. And through the obedience of one, many have been made righteous. It is the obedience of Christ. And it's only his obedience unto death that makes us obedient. And we're not talking at the moment about our position. And neither is what Peter is writing about our position. If, P if Peter and, and Paul were to just been focused on position then Paul wouldn't have had to rebuke Peter in Antioch. Paul would have just said, oh, he's all right. We got it made. We got a place reserved in heaven. But let me tell you something, my friends. Many are being seduced and falling away today. If you've not seen the, the, the uh, uh, YouTube video that uh, Christ Community Church put out, I believe it was just yesterday, Pastor Clint Bass preaching and teaching the most Beautiful message, I believe I've ever heard on the 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 the, 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 the false 
heretical doctrine of unconditional eternal security. The, the heresy of once saved, always saved. That The heresy of that you can't be saved and then die lost at a later time. Such heresy. And, and, and you need to watch that video. I mean, the scriptures are brought on the table. And see, that's what you never get from the other side of, uh, of this heresy, that the false things they say, they just say God won't ever give you something and take it away. Well, he gave, he gave Saul the kingdom. He took it away. And we could find other things in the scripture. And you, you really need to go listen to that message, uh, the, the YouTube channel, Christ Community uh, Church. Uh, uh, it will bless you if you're looking for the truth. Now, if you're just sad, I don't believe in what's false. Because I see people fighting against it on social media, but they never use Scripture. They just make statements. See, this is what makes the, 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 the ministers that God puts in pulpits... They use scripture, and scripture is always going to be in its righteous context, which means it's going to be in the context of the cross of Christ, but it's also going to show the different uh, situations that have happened in the Word to show us and to help us, just like what we're reading here in 1 Peter today. Again, let me say this. If everything was just an automatic, then we wouldn't need most of what's written in the New Covenant writings. We wouldn't need it. But remember this. Matthew through Revelation is New Covenant writings, but the New Covenant, my friend, is only found in the blood of Jesus. That's why every word must be seen in the context of, viewed through Jesus and what he did at Calvary. If it's not then we're not seeing with the vision that God sees with. Amen. Y'all okay this morning? I hope so. I hope you're getting a blessing out of this. I am. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, watch verse 15, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Verse 16, because as it is written... Be ye holy, because I am holy. Now, this is not an option. This is not an option. This is a command. Just as the gospel is a command. Most people don't even know that. The, the preaching of the cross is the command of God. Not just to go preach it. It being preached is God commanding his salvation to humanity. That's why Paul would write in Romans chapter 6, when you obeyed that form of doctrine, you were made free. You were, then, then you were freed from sin and made a servant of righteousness. When you obeyed that form of doctrine, because the gospel is, the, is a preached command that's already been found through Christ obeying the commandment he had to come and lay his life down and to take it up again. He said that's why he had the power. That's how he had power, he said. He said, no man take my life from me in John 10, 18, but I have power to lay it down and to take it up again because I have this commandment. Commandment. Jesus was the one who came with commandment. He, he, Israel had commandments, but they never kept it, couldn't keep it. That's what the law was supposed to do, show us just how sinful we were, just how holy God is, and make us cry out to have that holiness of who he is. Glory to God. Think about that. But... <coughs> 
the only avenue of holiness. Now, this is what most, this is what all of the, like the UPC, the, that, that Pentecostal, you got to have long sleeves, you got to wear dresses, you can't wear makeup and all that outward stuff to put on some outward show in what you're wearing on your attire or, or makeup and all these things. And they try to use scripture for all that, but they pervert scripture because scripture is not about what you wear. Don't wear and unless you want to get to the reality the truth of the scriptures it is about what you wear or not wear and that is you either wearing that garment of righteousness or you're not and it's either defiled as a Christian or it's not the only way it's not defiled is if you're still touching the blood of Jesus the cross of Christ the death of your Savior with your heart, not some blanket statement. Of course I believe in the cross. Yes. No. Is that where your heart is surrendered to in each moment of the day? Each crossroads, each crisis, each heartbreak, each message you're sitting under. Is that what you leave with? More of the gospel, more of a desire to strive for the faith of the gospel, a life that's becoming the gospel. Is that where you are? Is that what you're reaching for? Are you reaching for this or for that? There's not many going to get this. There's not many who want this. But there is a few, hallelujah, to the Lamb. There is a few, and that's who God has sent us to. The whole world. So that the few who will hear, the few who will receive, can be saved. And the church, those who can be awakened unto righteousness and sin not, will be, hallelujah, those who choose to be, hallelujah. But the Bible here says, and, 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 and again, he, the command is to be holy because he who has called us is holy. He who has called us is holy. The command is to be holy because he's holy. Now, he tells us that twice. Let's read it again. He, God tells you something twice, my friend, right here, just Consecutively, he wants you to get this, not just in this ear, but in the ear of that new inner man so that he can walk in this. Now watch this, verse 15. But as he which is called you is holy, so you be holy in all manner of your behavior, all manner of your conduct, moment by moment, all manner, not when you go to church on Sunday morning and Wednesday night with your religious smile and hallelujah, glory be to Jesus, but Monday morning on the job, Wednesday hump day on the job, oh, the family gets together, oh, my goodness, oh, this, oh, that. Is that what you're trusting in every step of the day? Because it's the only footsteps he's left for you and me to walk in. Write it down, Psalms 85, 13, shout for joy, hallelujah to the Lamb. Righteousness went before him, righteousness has gone before him and has set us in his steps. Steps. Step by step, moment by moment, heart touching the blood of Jesus so the Holy Spirit can touch the heart and bring those things that Jesus died for us to be able to have so that we won't be found doing things in the privacy of our own home that nobody knows about but us, but we know God sees it. We know God's dealing with us. We know God's trying to break us out of those former things that we were ignorant of, but now we're not ignorant of, but they still try to be holding on to us. Oh, somebody hears the Lord today in all of this, uh, and there's going to be a breakthrough today. Hallelujah. There's going to be a breakthrough today, not because I say there is, is. Not because I just want to break through, but because somebody from their heart is going to reach out and surrender to that sacrifice of Christ again. The fire of God burns upon that heart, hallelujah, and moves us forward. See, it's the fire of the cross that lights the way. The promise of Proverbs 4.18 that declares the path of the just shall shine more. Well, it's the fire of God, the fire of Calvary 
Calvary's cross that makes that path shine, that path of the righteous, hallelujah, when righteousness kissed peace, that word kissed, kindled a fire, the cross, hallelujah. Oh, when you get a hold of this and you surrender to this, then you'll preach this, you'll teach this, you'll share this, you'll look for that congregation that doesn't want to know anything but this. Oh, it's foolishness to those who are perishing, even if it's those of God's people who are perishing under law because they won't sell out and give all the way, give all of their heart to the way of Calvary. For when they do, they'll find that power of God. They won't be working and looking for solutions to quit doing this or that and to find victory. They will have found it, my friend. Watch this now. Verse 15, But as he which has called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of your conduct, conversation, behavior. In all the avenues of your life, be holy. Every moment, hallelujah. Well, nobody can do that. You can strive for the faith of the gospel at all times. You can learn to strive for the faith of the gospel, the cross of Christ at all times. And see, our lives, again, this is so wonderful, our lives are to be becoming the gospel, Philippians chapter 1. But yet the Bible says our, that our lives are being made conformable unto the death of Christ, Philippians 3.10. So to strive for the faith of the gospel, for our, our lives to be being made conformable unto the death of Christ, that's all one and the same thing, means that we're becoming what God saw the new creation was through his son's death. See, God only looks through his son's death, that precious blood, to see any aspect of the new creation in Christ Jesus that pleases him. He's not pleased outside of the faith of Calvary. He's not pleased with celebrate recovery as some object of faith. He's not pleased with AA. He's not pleased with the walk of Emmaus. He's unpleased. He's resisting everything that's not a heart surrender to and touching the cross of Christ, the blood of Jesus, the death of our Lord. He's resisting everything. That's why the church is, has lived in fear and paralyzation, caged up, uh, uh, scared to say anything, scared to step out and, and share the truth. And they'll tell you where they go to church. They'll tell you maybe who their preacher is. But my Lord, that, where are they preaching the gospel? Where, where, where is the fire of God that was there in the born-again experience. It's not there in 90% or higher of the church today. Why? Because their faith is not in the very thing that allows the fire of God to burn in their heart. Now I want you to think about that. He says in verse 16, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Now Peter says here, Because it's written, The one who calls you is holy, so you're to be holy in every aspect of your life. This is an expectation of God. So don't write it off that nobody can. If God commands you to do something, it's because he knows you can in Christ Jesus because that's where he puts you. In Christ Jesus, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is one of those all things that God is looking to be done in our lives or it wouldn't be a commandment for us to do it because it is written. See, the old covenant writings come to light through the blood of Jesus and they are commands for us even today, some of them. Not to bring animal sacrifices, of course, not to do this to the women and do that and all those things. But, but faith in the sacrifice, faith in Christ, meaning faith in the cross or it's not faith in Christ, is the only way that we can 
be found, and, and this is talking about not your position of being holy in Christ at the right hand of God. Again, this is being written so that we can be as obedient children here, not fashioning, not conforming ourselves into the former lust through, our, through the, the, the former ignorance. This is talking about right now, step by step, moment by moment. What, what are we known for? We're to be known as a people of the way of the cross, the gospel of the Lord Jesus, not just where we go to, not just who our preacher is. We're not being conformed into a denomination. Now, a lot of people are. A lot of people are more excited about their own denomination than, than they are the gospel. How long their church has been here, and all this and all that. And they'll word it just right in the wisdom of men Removing the power of the cross because they are perishing. I anybody is perishing. Paul found himself perishing. The church in Sardis found themselves perishing. The church in Galatia found themselves perishing, being told that because you've fallen from grace, Christ can't affect you or profit you. That's perishing. If I'm not bearing fruit, I'm perishing. I'm either bearing fruit because the life of the vine is flowing through me, when God finds my heart touching the blood sacrifice, the death of Jesus, and there's fruit flowing through that vine and that vine alone coming out of that root of death alone, or I'm perishing. If I'm not bearing fruit, I'm perishing. You say, well, so every moment I'm not bearing fruit, I'm perishing. Every moment you're not bearing fruit, you are experiencing what it means to be perishing. Something that's not bearing fruit is because there's no life there in experience to bear fruit. The Bible teaches that. We must know that, understand that. Moment by moment, look, he's, he, he's, he writes it here for us. In verse 14, as obedient children, not fashioning, not conforming ourselves according to the former lust in our ignorance. Watch. But as he which is called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, conduct, behavior. Our lives are to be becoming the gospel. Is your life becoming the gospel? Is my life becoming the very good news of the Lord Jesus Christ? The, the, am I bearing about the fruit of the goodness of my Lord and what he did for me at Calvary? Have I ventured away from the focus of the cross in my own heart, in my own ministry, because others have? Am I being controlled by money, by men, by anything other than the Holy Spirit who takes control when I put my faith in the, in the death of Christ? Remember, as I received him is the only way I can walk in him. And to walk in Him requires the power and the movement of the Holy Spirit. And as I from the heart believe unto the righteous work of Christ at Calvary, when the Holy Spirit sees a heart trusting in that sacrifice, the Holy Spirit touches, brings to that heart the very things that's needed to see the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God being proven in our lives. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged today through this teaching. I hope that you would grab your Bibles and not just sit and shake your head. Well, I don't know about all that. You've got a Bible, and if you were looking in it along with us today, you saw that everything said is based on what's written in the Word of God. And those who are hungry for righteousness, those who are hungry... Not just to please God, but hungry to learn how God is pleased according to the scriptures. They are those who fear the Lord. You know, Psalms 25, 14 should be becoming very special to you and me, especially those of us 
that the Lord has been able to bring back to our first love, back to the focus of the sacrifice. And that scripture says this, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he shows them his covenant. You see, those who fear the Lord are those whose hearts are touching that sacrifice. Those are the only ones who fear the Lord. Those who, by faith, are moved with fear to the sacrifice by the Spirit of God so that the Spirit of God can bring to the heart the fire of God, the holiness of God. It doesn't work outside of that what I just shared with you. It doesn't work because I have long sleeves on. It doesn't work because I don't wear makeup because I only worship on Saturday. It, it, none of that brings about holiness. And on the next broadcast, we'll start right here and we will talk about holiness because the Lord is writing, telling us, commanding us to be holy. And on the next broadcast, we'll see in the scriptures the only avenue through which it comes. It's been a great broadcast today. I know you've been encouraged if you're hungry for truth. Don't forget to share these broadcasts on social media. Help us get the word of truth out to all people. Don't forget to, ch to check out rather the website thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the blog. You'll see the new little nine-page uh, booklet I've added on there for your uh, be able to be to read it online and be blessed. And uh, don't forget about worship service Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time right here at Crossway Church. God bless you. We love you. We thank you, all of you who are supporting this ministry with your prayers and your financial giving. And if God stirs your heart to be a financial blessing to give to Him for the preaching of the cross through this ministry, then you can do that on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can simply, on your smartphone, text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Again, that's 903-231-5950. God bless you. I love you, and I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless you.